Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about boundaries. Dun 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 dun. We are both like bass. Baritone. Right. There is no soprano in that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we are so glad that you have tuned in today to listen to me, Karina Hoyer, and my co-host, the sultry. Kirsten Barron. The lovely, the baritone (laughs) Kirsten Barron, who has not been died. She does not have COVID. I'm a confirmed negative for the SARS blah, blah, blah virus. Damn, she's got a scratchy voice. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling okay? I am feeling great. I don't sound great. Or maybe I do to some people, whatever. I feel great. <laughs> Thanks for asking me. You don't sound like your normal voice, and I am really Mm-mm. glad. It's been like a week of me like checking in. Poor Kirsten. I thought you were dying over there. Well, there were point. some days, man, when I was like, I don't know. I think I can water the plants today, but that's all. Yeah, you texted me this is the sickest you'd ever been. Yeah. And I think that is saying something. I also think in all candor, I haven't been sick in like two and a half years. Yeah, because so we I, wear masks everywhere. I've been by myself, right? <laughs> so it's like, now I'm sick and I'm just like, oh my gosh. I have a very dear friend who has cancer right now Aww. and is going through chemo and radiation. And in all candor, I'm like lying in my bed thinking, what the hell? I have a cold and flat on my back. Yeah. He's out going for a run. I'm like, what the heck, KB? <laughs> oh. Different strokes for different folks. Different yeah. situations. Yes. Speaking of, I don't even know what, I did forget to mention we're here to talk about, because you and I want oh, ease, meaning, and joy. Ease, meaning, and joy. For women at work. Well, frankly, anyone. But we mm-hmm. focus on women because we are women. Mm-hmm. And we're also recording from the land of the Coast Salish people. We are. We are. Thank you. Yeah. I, it's so funny. I just had to like launch just right, launch into, right ta- into the voice. I launch, launch right into the voice. Um, it's be- just fine. <laughs> Before we talk about boundaries, though, I do have to tell you a hilarious story. I'm going to make it quick. Okay. I think our listeners are going to appreciate this, too. I was recently on a hike out, you know, an hour and a half away from home, up in the beautiful mountains. And my husband and I had been hiking for hours with our dog and we came across a woman who immediately tried to identify what kind of a breed our dog was quick conversation later we realized she's a vet two or three minutes later we realized she's a vet who works at the same clinic that kirsten your my sister, sister works at a fabulous vet right so i say oh i know kim baron i'm friends with her um i'm friends with her sister kirsten and this woman on a trail at however many 5,000 feet up, stops me and said, oh, Kirsten, I love her. She has got a great <laughs> podcast you should listen to. <laughs> that is so funny. It made, it was the first time anyone has ever recommended our podcast to, you. to me. Yeah, no one's ever recommended our podcast to me. <laughs> it was so cool. I had to learn. Well, Just actually, I'm Karina Hoyer. And she's like, oh, my God, blew my mind. So anyway, her name is Rita. She's a wonderful vet. I told her, I said, we're going to record an episode about boundaries. And listen, I'm going to say your name. So, Brita, that was super fun. I loved it. It's that very was cool. the best story ever. It's so interesting. As soon as you started talking, I was like, oh, it's got to be Brita. Yeah. Because she does a ton of hiking. And I always see her beautiful pictures hiking in the woods. And apparently, she likes our show. So cool. Of course. That's so great. And you know what she did, though, in that moment was something else I think I wanted to chat with you about briefly. And that was she just like was so willing to lift us up in that Mm -hmm. moment. 
you know, and I and isn't that just the most beautiful thing? Yes. When one person can see another and mirror back to them something amazing, something noteworthy, something positive, something precious. Yes. It is something I crave, as you know. So our listeners don't. Don't you think we all crave that? And don't you think we all like in our best moments want to give that? Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes we can feel stingy about, well, I don't want to compliment that person because they're blah, blah, blah. But I just don't think that's where people really are generally want to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think they want to give that. And I think we want to receive that. I mean, like, I almost feel like screw the gratitude journal. Like I might just change it to a compliment journal. Well, that's just it. I, I mean, so I call it a Kirsten. I, you obviously know this. Well, I'll tell our listeners. The other day, I was just feeling particularly. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what if it was vulnerable or maybe just not. I just wasn't feeling my normal awesome self. <laughs> and I, I call. I wanted to call Kirsten, but she was sick, so I had to wait. But I really wanted to call Kirsten and just say, "Can you just tell me something you love about me? Just tell me something awesome. I just kind of need to hear. It. I just need to hear a compliment." And then what I later realized was I didn't even need a compliment i just wanted to be seen i i just i think that's what's fundamental some kind of feedback you could have told me karina when you do this thing i think you know i interpreted it this way and it it wouldn't even have had to have been a positive it would have been just like hey i notice you i think about you i contemplate my interactions with you etc so i was craving that so badly that i'm now calling my i love it friends asking for it oh my gosh great i got a whole list where can i start no i know she was just like wait what here we go and just launched (laughs) But then we agreed that I think we want to do that. Too. I mean, we yes. already do that. But I think that that's something I bring wanna, more intentionality I just to that. Be more intentional about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a really great thing and a really great gift. Someone did that for me last night. What did they say? Someone told me. My friend Heather told me that people feel safe with me. Oh, it's true. And I was like, what? I didn't know that. I always feel like I'm a little bit too big, too loud, too direct, oh, yeah, too whatever, yes, blah, 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 yeah. like, all that. Oh, like, yeah. so direct. I get right to the point, right? I always feel like I'm a little bit scary. And <laughs> I do. I'll be honest, I do. And I just was felt like, wow, I didn't know that about myself. It's something I try for. Yeah. But I didn't know that I was achieving it. I just said, I was just, it was just the exact same. Thank you so much. That's right. For that like super special gift. Super sweet. Another woman last night told me, I cannot believe how quickly you assimilate information. I was like, shit, thank you. I have asked, you know, I said this to you earlier. I've asked the universe to give me a little positive feedback these days because I need it. And it is common. And I think I want to make a, I, I am making it a practice with you and with those around mm-hmm. me. I think it's something beautiful and easy easy to yeah, do it's so easy to do just open your eyes yeah take a minute be curious and i want to say to you then in that vein when we were preparing for this show for boundaries i read through the notes that you had made about the things that you want to talk about and mm-hmm. i was reminded of something that i'm reminded of all the time and that is your brain works in mysterious and lovely and amazing ways it does work in it mysterious does. no ways. you have these really cool you come to these really cool conclusions but she's like where the hell did that come no from? I, I don't you, you have these conclusions you make these conclusions that are so incredibly unique and and insightful and a mystery to me until you explain so much i love this and then i go oh my god here's another one she's so smart that's very nice but it is mysterious 
Oh, it is mysterious. On the boundary issue, this is really a fantastic episode to follow our our two-part series on meaning. Yeah. I really do, because I think boundaries kind of start with what we value, Mm -hmm. what's precious and important to us. Mm -hmm. So I thought this was a really great topic after meaning. And also, you know, sometimes we do episodes because we know a lot about the thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do episodes because we've studied the thing a lot or researched the thing a lot. And sometimes we do episodes because we <laughs> suck at it, Because right? we need to do the reading right. this, anyway. Right. So this is my episode. Yeah. I love this one. I mean, this is like, this is, yeah, Kirsten Learns a Lesson. Isn't that one of those American Girl dolls? <laughs> Kirsten Learns a Lesson, those stories. Yeah. And so so you've said two things. One, you love that this is a follow-up to mm-hmm. the, the meaning episode. And I would agree. Finding what your values are, identifying what, what is meaningful to you, and then holding the line mm-hmm. on that is, yeah. is, I think, a good step. But why do you think this is... Kirsten finds her finally finds a boundary. Kirsten learns a lesson about boundaries. Kirsten learns a lesson about boundaries. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, you got some stories. I got some stories. But let's start first. You start and give us your perspective on how you think about boundaries. You know, I the funny thing about me and boundaries is I'm not sure I think about them a lot. I know they're so intuitive for you. In fact, in a lot. A lot of the articles we were reading, you know, the the uh, articles would start with like some people just inherently set boundaries, um, you know, without even thinking about it. And, you know, and you may in your life come across one of those people. But for the other 99.9% yeah. of us. And I was like, wait, I think that is me it in is a lot you. of ways. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. I said, so great. I don't I think it's I'm going to say it's just genetics. But I do think that I am very comfortable identifying what I want and need in almost any situation and then holding the line mm-hmm. on that. It is not always a good thing. It's not always a positive thing for people around me, I will say. It is It is not, you know, it, all, all good things can turn bad when you overuse them. But I do think that my lesson around boundaries is kind of when to make them more permeable as uh, so there's the firm boundary which yes. is nothing gets through yes and there's the flexible or porous boundary which means they change or some things get through yes but let's talk a little bit about what kinds of things we have boundaries around yeah obviously our physical being yeah right yep don't touch me mm-hmm. right yeah exactly but also physical physical boundaries are like Limits on on your physical space, like oh yeah, space. Who comes? Who blocks the door? Mm-hmm. Who gets too close to you in your office? Mm-hmm. Who kind of yes? Who's too close to you to party? Mm-hmm. All of those things. Personal space, but also the space around you. Like I remember having boundaries around like uh, I don't want to share an office with oh, someone. Oh, I see, I see. Or mm-hmm. I these physical items I do share and I don't share. Yeah, my husband very has boundaries around you know his tools, his truck, the thing like so. Those are now, also I know this is really gross. Boundaries. This is going to be gross. But when I was oh, a I kid, when I was a kid, I didn't think there was any problem sharing a toothbrush with my sister. Oh yeah, and I was like, why can't we share a toothbrush? And she was like, you're disgusting. Do not use my toothbrush. <laughs> and it was such a clear like a clear thing to me about, oh, we just had different boundaries, a different physical boundary. Right. That's a different physical boundary. She's so uptight. God. <laughs> We're laughing because she's not. Right? Yeah. Just... Uh, that is funny. So <laughs> physical limits on touch and mm-hmm. space and tangible mm-hmm. items, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then there are these psychological and emotional boundaries, yeah. which are harder, a little bit harder to define. Mm-hmm. 
But there are really more limits on kind of what you're willing to take on. To accept how people talk to you, conversations you have, things you're willing to view or look at or witness. And also what you're allowing, what you're willing to allow yourself to feel. Mm -hmm. And experience. And experience and or respond to. And I will say that is a place where I'm learning more more and more boundaries. That is a place where I'm learning boundaries. Yes, me too. It's like, oh, how am I going to let this thing, how am I going to allow myself to let this thing make me feel does that did that make any sense yes absolutely how am i gonna let myself ma- feel about mm-hmm. this situation mm-hmm. how am i going to interpret what am what part of this am i going to take on which problem is what am mine i to accepting solve? into my universe yeah what am i accepting into my universe right and those are harder psychological and emotional boundaries but those two different physical and then psychological slash emotional those are the kinds of boundaries mm-hmm. that we find ourselves exercising which express themselves at work yep. in ways like how much do you take on with projects? You know, how do you let people talk to you? How do you um, give me something else? Oh, like, yeah. Wh- whether you're willing to stay late, whether you're willing to do something beyond your job description, how often you're willing to do something beyond your job description. Yep. Ex- exactly. What your, uh, it's always good to pitch in, but are you always the person that has to do such and such? Or, and also I would say, you know, those, are f- what about like, how am I going to, what, am I going to, is this my problem to solve? Mm-hmm. Is this my issue to, mm-hmm. to great, wrestle with? Great boundaries, great boundary issues. Great. Yeah. You read something to me when we were starting that I thought was really good describing boundaries. Would you read that? Yeah, yeah. I pulled this off of a website, Erin Ness Therapy. And sh- this woman says, a boundary is a container around your time, your mental and emotional energy, your relationships, your physical body, and material and energetic resources. I just thought when you read that to me, it was, I was like, yes, this is it. It's a container. Yes. Without everything spilling all out, all over a mess everywhere. You know what I mean? All your energy kind of spilled all out, a big mess on the floor. Yeah. It just struck me as, (laughs) boy, this is tidy. (laughs) It's this little container around you. That put that helps mm-hmm. you limit discern the difference between you and other things. Yes, and that was really interesting. See, this is one of those little things that Kirsten just like pencils into our notes, and I go, "What? That is such a deep thought. How does my boundary discern me from distinguish me from other things from the stuff around me? Oh, it prevents you from getting enmeshed with other people's feelings, with other people's work. It prevents you from diluting yourself in the world, right? So, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but one of the benefits of boundaries is it's a a reflection of your self-worth, of Mm. how you value yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And, And the more you're willing to kind of bleed all over the floor, right? And I kind of say this from personal experience, the more you need to question yourself about, do you hold yourself dear? Do you treasure yourself? Are you precious? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I meant when I said they help define who you are. Yeah. And they help distinguish you from others. From others. And other stuff. Yeah. It, it, it's like if we all have these containers around ourselves mm-hmm. with clearly delineated expectations that we, we set around our time and our energy and our physicality, then my container, 
might bump up against your container, but we're not, like you said, bleeding all over everybody right. all the There's time. Not all this <laughs> mess out there. You also, you also brought up another really good topic when we were brainstorming on this that I want to touch on, which was the big B, little B boundaries. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a great way to describe them because they're all also, I've always thought them of them as just strong boundaries and porous boundaries, but I think this is a better way to describe them. Like, you know, there's I, if, if you don't know me and have that relationship with me, don't touch me. Yeah. I don't like to be touched by people I don't know that are strangers to me. That to me is a, a big boundary, which I think, and as you described, it would be a capital B boundary. Yeah, like a yeah, something that's really non-negotiable, mm-hmm. period. So I think when we were trying to figure this out, I was like, yeah, there are all these boundaries that are like obvious, I, you know, at work. They're obvious. Uh, your job description is a clear boundary. Clear that's boundary. just right there. Number of hours you're supposed to work. Are yeah. you full time? Are you half time? Right. Exactly. The um, who you work, who you take direction from, mm-hmm. and who you direct. Those are boundaries ar- that are really clear to, d- to distinguish. Then I was like, but then there's all this other stuff that's kind of like mm, up to me to decide, and depends on who I'm around mm-hmm. and what my relationship with them is. Changes or, over time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it. Sometimes I don't. And, you know, these big B boundaries, if you will, the ones that are kind of always, you know, not never negotiable. Those are tough. Yeah. Those are tough because if you have a non-negotiable boundary, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to have a badass. You have to be a badass to hold yourself and others accountable to those. Yes, you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there are, you know, and then there are and the stronger you feel about that boundary, obviously, the easier it is to do that. Mm-hmm. Like people touching me. Like when I was pregnant, people would try and touch my belly. I was like, no, no. And a lot of pregnant women are fine with that. Mm-hmm. I was it was like anathema to me. A what? Anathema. I didn't like it. Oh, Write that word down. I'm going to have to look that one up later. Assuming I'm using it correctly, which is always a great That's assumption. a question. It's always a it's question. using, right? Talk about little B boundaries. Well, I think little B boundaries are the ones that are just sort of negotiable. Um, in fact, the same woman who just, I just quoted um, had another. Had, Ness? She, yeah, Ness. She's the one who I saw this, whose website I saw this on. And she's like, look, little B boundaries are the things that we just yeah, we kind of we kind of wish people would adhere to. We sort of want to hold ourselves accountable before, but we let them slide. Mm-hmm. And her examples were more personal, less around work. I think one I remember is, yeah, I let my mother-in-law stop by unannounced, even though, you know, I'd rather everybody call me before they come over. For me, it's people who spend too much time with me chatting at the coffee. That's a boundary for me. Oh, like it's, at work? Yeah, that's one that I have a hard time with, mm-hmm. right? That's my nego- That's my negotiable boundary. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd love to spend 10 minutes talking. And sometimes I'm like, I need to get this coffee and get on my phone in 30 seconds. And so I feel bad, you know, like busting out of here. But yeah, so I actually have a lot of those like little B boundaries at work. that are They kind of change based mm-hmm. on the situation. Depending on the circumstances. And they, and, and they can bite you. Oof. They can bite you. Absolutely. It's not only because, well, wait, you let me do this last week and now I can't do right. it. That's a confusing thing. And I really do believe that oftentimes I come off as abrupt because the the five times that I talk to at the coffee pot, I walk up and I'm like, hey, 
And I try and say, like, I got a meeting in like 30 seconds. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But it I, it never comes across in a kind of generous, elegant, kind I'm, way. Yeah, actually, I'm going to probably. No, I know it. I can tell by looking at people's faces. <laughs> You're like, oh, I know. Shit. I'm like, exactly. Well, so I do understand when you say you negotiate those little B boundaries and in that negotiation, it's it's complicated. It is complicated mm-hmm. because, yes, it's not easy. Well, and and we do that even in our own minds. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not even just, hey, I talked to you yesterday for 10 minutes. I can't do it to you every day. That would be you know, my little B boundary today is I got to go. But it's also it, we do these things to ourselves mentally. So I have clear expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, I'm so let's say one boundary, one big B boundary might be, I don't talk, sh- I don't say anything about anyone that I do not expect to come back to me. Yeah, from that person. Yeah, I my, absolutely believe that mine is usually I don't put anything in writing or say anything about another human being that I wouldn't feel comfortable with them hearing or reading or to uh, explain to them. And I might have to say, yeah, that was mean. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Then um, that might have to be my answer. But I am willing with everything I say to have it go back to that person and have to deal with it. Okay. See, mine is different. Mine is, I I really do want to have so much integrity that I don't, if I wouldn't say it to your face, I don't want to, I'm not going to freaking say it. That's a very good And I'm not going to write it, but I don't do it all the time. I know. And I kind of feel like shit when I do. Like I've said like, oh my God. Okay. I feel like I just violated my own bound, my own big B boundary Mm -hmm. by letting it be mm, a little negotiable. Cause you know, sometimes I want to talk shit on someone. Yeah. Sometimes I kind of want to. Cause we're human. Right. Cause we're human. And so, we just have to not live there very often. Yeah. But so, I love that that's a boundary for you. See, I look at that as more like a rule hmm. for me. I consider that a rule for me. Uh-huh. But I love it that you call it a boundary. I'm going to change my mind. Oh, I love that. I'm changing my mind. That's great. I'm so glad. There are a couple of other really good boundaries, I think, um, at work that we came across. But I want to get clear on why they're so important. So in that case, when I was just saying, for me, a boundary is around what I'm willing to say and not say. You know, not only does it help, you know, keep my vessel, mm-hmm. we're going to go with that analogy, mm-hmm. intact, it's it's so I can sleep at night. It's so that I feel like the human that I'm living in the world mm-hmm. the way I want to, mm-hmm. to live. Less know, regrets. Yeah, I know what it feels like to shit talk. I, I've cussed so many times. I'm so sorry. Or to let somebody take or to, or to do something for somebody that has made you feel resentful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that boundary like allows me to have my own sense of self-worth. It also guides my relationship, which is one of the benefits mm-hmm. of boundaries. Yeah. It dictates how I'm willing yes. to interact with you, what I'm willing to talk about and not talk about, what I'm willing to do and not do, when I'm going to be home, because I have to get to bed at 8.30. I know you do. It's so weird. <laughs> so weird. Right? Are there any other things you want to say about the benefits of having boundaries? What do they do for us? So... One of the hard lessons that I have learned about boundaries is that they are fundamental to our resilience. Mm. In order for me to manage the disappointments, the surprises, the you know unexpected stuff that comes up, the irritations, like if my boundaries are being violated all of the time, mm-hmm. I have less bandwidth to manage those. So when my boundaries are strong around how much work I'll take on and how much sleep I'll get and how many things I'll do for other people, then I I am able to to deal with those things that come along with more resilience. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel that mm-hmm. when my boundaries are being violated or I let them be violated, mm-hmm. I have very little bandwidth to deal I with. I know you're, sh- yeah, that is, yeah. And see, here's my problem. I'm, a, I'm great at letting people violate my boundaries. You're great at permeable boundaries. So good at permeable boundaries. Oh my gosh, I'm so good at it's it. It's so funny because I feel, <laughs> God, I don't want that to stop on some level because I benefit from it. You're just so open and generous in ways, but then all of a sudden it does. And I think that women, I think people do that all the time. I have an easier time setting boundaries with, pe- this is the other thing too, and we'll get to this at the end, but I have an easier time setting boundaries with people who set boundaries with me. I really appreciate it. It feels really good. So really? thank you, friend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's oh. not good in the sense. It's it's not only good in the sense of like helping me set boundaries, but it's just good. It's, oh, yeah, that's right. This is how we do this. Yeah, it's okay. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're it's okay. I'm going to do it. So why don't you? And I will say finally that, you know, we're just tapping into something a little deeper here. But I will say that I think one of the reasons why I, I default to these clear impermeable boundaries is it's just self-preservation. You know, like I yes. said just a minute ago, I don't have... I don't operate very well with, I don't know, it's a free for, I do not operate very well with a free for all in a free for all situation. And so it's in some ways, it's a little bit of a control thing. And I tend to, I, I tend to have more flexibility, but then I get whiplashed by that flexibility. Yep. I got a client who's experiencing that right now. Speaking of clients and work. So let's talk a little bit about examples about boundaries okay. at work. Does that feel good to you? I Yes. Okay, uh, I found a great list from a website called Women Igniting Change, and you know when I so the examples we've already had p- pitched out some examples, so I feel like she clarified some other things that made me think, oh, that's a pretty cool boundary. Like one was refusing others to refusing to allow others to speak to you in a rude or condescending mm-hmm. manner. Mm-hmm. That's a cool boundary. Yep. I'm, I'm, s- I'm not, like I'm happy to swear with you. I don't want you to swear at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I know you're happy to swear with right? me. <laughs> that's kind of my line. I don't want people to talk to me in an, and as we said in the South, I don't want people to talk to me in an ugly way. Yeah. If you're gonna be ugly with me, don't be ugly with me. We're gonna stop right now yeah. and then you're gonna leave. And then <laughs> right. you can come back when you're ready to be Don't nice. let people talk ugly to you. Do not let people at talk work. So that's a great boundary. I was like, oh shit, I like that one. Another one was like protecting your space. For me at work, it used to always be like, this is my stuff. I love a tidy workspace. Me I know too. when somebody comes in and met, mm-hmm. like, you can use my desk, but I want it put back the way it was. Well, you know, she mentions, um, the, the website uh, Women Igniting Change mentions even things like when my door is closed, it means don't interrupt me. It's so interesting at the law firm, closed doors do not mean don't interrupt me. What means don't interrupt me is a sign on your door that says DND, do not disturb, Mm -hmm. which is actually the key on our phone system when you don't want your phone to ring. Yeah. So that's how we have DND. You put a little sign on your door that says DND. And so if someone violated that, if someone opened oh, it up. Oh, nobody would. Nobody would. Right. So that is a clear workplace boundary. I mean, unless there was like a life and death situation, nobody would violate the DND. There you have it. Yeah. We do have a good round here around DND. I feel like it's Dungeons and Dragons, too. Just I didn't, do not disturb. I didn't know what DND. You, you, yeah. Okay. I love, you You throw out DND a lot. It took me a while to figure that one Sorry. out. Sorry. I was like, is she a gamer? I had no I'm idea. I'm a gamer. Is she a master? Um, okay, I loved the next one. What is it? Setting your priorities for the day based on how you best work. Yeah. Like you come in, you set your priorities for the day, the work that needs to be done. 
And when people come in and say, your your response is, oh my gosh, I would love to talk with you about this. I've got to finish this. Da, 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 da. And I can talk with you about this at four or tomorrow at 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I am working on very hard. So you know that you work well in the morning, you, you're creative in the morning and you can take And I want to get this project done by noon because okay. I'm just tired of it being on my plate. Right. So setting your priorities for the day based mm-hmm. on how you work best and what the priorities are and sticking to those. I thought this other one was cool. Instituting a zero tolerance policy for office gossip. You know what? That's exactly what you were starting with about how you talk trash about people. And yeah. I will tell you, I. Wait, how I try not to talk trash about how, people. You're, well, no. How you, <laughs> it's your how your boundary around talking trash about yeah. people. You don't do it. I think this is the same thing. But I am so struck. The longer I'm in the workplace, the more irritating I find this. Yeah. It Well, I feel like I, the older I get the more irritating I find it. It's not even workplace. But for me, it is work. I don't want friends who just oh, want to yeah. gossip. I don't want to do it with my family, my husband, my kids. Not that we do, but, you know, I'm noticing. I notice it everywhere. It's interesting. It's a boundary for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have to say, I spoke just briefly about a client I was working with earlier. And I will tell you, this last bullet is her to a T. Oh, she is learning yeah. how to refuse to be the fixer. The person who's going to solve all the problems. She has gotten herself to the situation where she almost has another halftime job just fixing other problems that, that are not- brought to her. And a boundary is, look, sorry, you know, like a boundary is that's not your job. What you're willing to engage in, what you're willing to fix, what you're willing to take on that is outside of your role. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. So those, I mean, I think those are kind of interesting boundaries that aren't just like, only do work that's on your job description. Because that's not true. Work nine to five. That's not true. Stuff happens. The yeah. question is, in the point, you know, in for the and maybe you maybe five p.m. is a big a capital B boundary. Yeah. Maybe you have kids at home. Maybe you leave at three to get kids. I don't know. Those kinds of things. I agree. They are in some senses non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. But. It is kind of cool to think about boundaries beyond those general, like those very, those um, common. Yeah. Common workplace mm-hmm. boundaries for yeah. sure. Okay. So how do you know when your boundaries have been violated and crossed? What are the, what are the things? What, what are, what do our bodies and our brains tell us when something goes wrong? I think we just default into that fight, flight or flee, fight, fight, flee or freeze. 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 Yeah. Freeze. That's mine. I love the freeze. You just feel it. Yeah. You get pissed or resentful Angry, or irritated, feel stressed, sad, shocked. Yeah. You're shocked until you figure out how you really feel. That's what that's <laughs> me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be shocked for four hours until I realize how incredibly pissed off I yeah. am. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, nobody or how incredibly to... inappropriate something was. Oh, that is interesting too. Um, Hidden Brain did a great. Oh my god! Did you listen? Yes, to I that? listened to it. About- it's their 2.0, which is their repeat series they're doing this summer. Yes, one of them's on marriage. Fantastic. That's a good one. And the other one was on this kind of hot state that we mm-hmm. get into, and what weird shit our brains do. What weird shit our brains do, especially when something like your vi- your boundaries being violated, mm-hmm. and you don't have a you what you think you're gonna do, the way you think you should react, the judgment we put on other people because they didn't react that way. When we're put in those situations, we're frequently just so we just frequently surprise ourselves yes. and i would say that j- that is one of the things when your boundaries have been violated you may behave erratically or just be shocked and not even know what the hell which way is up 
But at a fundamental level, it's likely because one of your boundaries has been violated. violated. Then you, in some cases, especially if you're at work, if you're not able to process that and then respond appropriately, you can go from boundary being violated to violating someone else's boundary to getting fired. Right. You know, it's an interesting cycle. It's an interesting cycle that we want to avoid. We want to arrest that one. We want to arrest that immediately. Get in your container. Get yourself in your container. I'm going to start using that. Get in your your container. Get in your boundary container right this very second. Let's wind this up with the best and worst examples of boundaries at work. Oh, my God. Oh, well, the worst example I have is I had a boss, I had I had a boss who, I know I've told you this, story, I don't think I've told it on the air, who after a day of sunbathing nude at the beach, <gasps> shut my, our office door, it's a female boss, shut our office door, stripped down naked during a meeting and did the suntan, like the moisturize her skin. I literally had my a naked boss, boss, a naked boss. Oh my gosh. In my office. What did you do? I just averted my eyes. That's one of those, like, I don't. In hindsight, I have a million things I would do. I came home and told Barry about it, and he, his re- response was, oh, my God, that happened to me. I punched her in the face. And I was like, okay, well, that's... Probably not the best right? response. That's what I'm saying is, like, then you get the hot right. response, and the next thing you know, response. you're fired. Right. But I was, I just kind of looked to the side, just like, uh, I don't even know what to do here. I was a subordinate. I was very young in my 20s. It was my first, you know, or second professional job. It was a boundary violation with a big, big B. Yep, I just let it go. And I've thought about it and I've regretted. I would just say another, the worst is I was at a job interview, uh, went out for a cocktail to talk about a potential job and had experienced the absolute worst sexual harassment I've ex- ever experienced in my life. Like overt asking me to do things that were so like, if you, if I had a job, if you came to work for me, you could do blah, blah, blah to me kind of things. And I just looked at this, this guy. This is always so stunning to me that this actually happens. I mean, I hear it. I know it does. But I will never, ever, I will never get used to the used to it in a way that I'm not going to feel like just disbelief and shock. And I'll, I just, it's never going to make sense to me. No, it's terrible. And I hear other women say that their experiences and I'm just like, it makes me want to barf. And I also know. That is a clear boundary for, to me. You don't talk to me like that. You don't come on to mm-hmm. me like that. You don't hit on me. And I don't, and I didn't know how to arrest it in the moment. If you could go back to either one of, to, let's go back to the person who was sexually, who was sexually harassing. What would you say? Which one? They were both, but I guess well, the man. Let's talk about the man. The man at the bar. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't exactly know. I think I would have, I, at the first, I would have shut it down at the first comment that he made, I would have said, that is inappropriate. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to stay here for this. And I don't frankly want to work for you. Mm -hmm. But as we learned in that uh, hidden brain episode, you know, hindsight's 2020, but those are two places where boundaries were so egregiously violated and I didn't act appropriately. I could come up with a million different examples of, you know, less egregious acts that where I held my boundary. I think, I think one of the boundaries that I see violated a lot is between a supervisor and a subordinate. Yep. Where the supervisor has social expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, 
come to my house for dinner. Pick me up at the airport. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess that's not social, but that's like but on yeah, your social time. On your own personal come time. Come to this thing with me. Hey, can you watch my kid? Watch my dog. Can you pick up my kid mm-hmm. from somewhere? Can you watch my dog? It's so interesting to me. And I think sometimes as supervisors and supervisees, there is a lot of connection and closeness. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I'm super proud of is that in I've been working with uh, Debbie Nelson, paralegal at work, who is amazing. I think this is our 20 year anniversary on Sunday together. I mean, I'm so proud of that. Um, it's one of the best relationships in my life. It's just <laughs> one of the best. But one of the things that I'm really proud of is I've never done that to her. Yeah. I think I've asked her one time to pick up my kids for me when I was just in a hellhole of despair. But there was a lot of times when I was like, that's not her job. That's not her job. It's not her job to watch my kids. It's not her job. And she's so good at what she does. It was just really clear to me. Yeah. But I do think that that's a big problem at work. And I think that we see people asking their subordinates, if you will, to do a variety of things for them personally. They're Mm -hmm. outside their job description. Mm -hmm. We see coworkers asking for favors or help with this thing, you know, help solve this problem. Will you take this on? Will you cover me? Mm -hmm. You know, will you do this? Will you, we see people um, being asked to take things outside of their job description, which is fine. We all chip in, we all pitch in. And then there's a point where it's consistent and we need to talk about violation. And we need to check into our self-worth and to our resilience and to how we value ourselves and our containers, you know, let's get back to that beautiful container. Yeah. Yeah. And manage that. Manage it. And I will say in closing, and I know this, this is a. I, I'm going to, I, this is all I have to say. I'm not sure what else you, if you, I don't mean to shut you down KB, but I will say, you know, I think about boundaries as a great gift. They're a gift to ourselves mm-hmm. and they're a gift to those around us. Mm-hmm. Because when we know where, where we are, what we're willing to do and not do, where our, our behavior starts and stops, what we're willing to listen to, etc., And we're able to feel, articulate. We're willing to feel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. What we're able, what we're willing to take on psychologically and mentally and emotionally, all of those things, if we, we are clear, then like you said in the beginning, we are then also clear about who we are. Mm-hmm. We're clear about what, 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 how we want to operate in the world. And when we are able to enforce those, reinforce those, be consistent hold with them. those, hold them, mm-hmm. they help others understand how to treat us. Mm-hmm. And themselves. And themselves. Right. And then it goes out to even more people. I agree with you. I think that boundaries, I'm not saying they're not complicated and hard to hold, but they are really an amazing gift. They are an amazing gift. An amazing gift. Yep. Okay, so there we have it. There you have it. I don't know. Ease, meaning, and joy. Mic drop. Ease, meaning, and joy through boundaries. Amazing gift. Thank you for joining me, sultry friend. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how it is next time. Thanks for listening, friends. Thanks for listening, friends. Bye. Bye. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 